This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Shalom Aleichem, my sweetest friends. It's that time again, the time that I look forward to really every week, where I'm going to tell you a story or two. And this week I have a very well-known story. But you know the well-known stories are only well-known because people tell them again and again. Everybody knows that in 1492, the Jewish community of Spain was kicked out of their homes and made to move someplace else or convert to Christianity. And in the years following 1492, there were Jews that traveled all over Europe Some even came to the United States before it was the United States. Some went to Greece, some went to France, some went to Germany. And there was one Jew named Jacobo and his wife, Esperanza. And they moved to the holy city of Tzfat, where eventually the holy rabbi, the great Kabbalist, the Ariya Kadosh, Rabbi Yitzchak Loria, of blessed memory, lived. And when the couple came to Tzfat, the only language that they spoke was Spanish. They spoke some Ladino, but they didn't really know Hebrew. And when they would go to shul and Jacobo would listen to the rabbi's sermons, he didn't really understand everything the rabbi was saying. And one Shabbos, the rabbi, who was about 60 years old, he gave a drasha, he gave a sermon, in which he said that in the Beit HaMikdash, in the Holy Temple, there were 12 loaves of bread that were given to Hashem each week before the Holy Shabbos. And Jacobo, he didn't understand everything that he heard in that sermon. But when he came home, he said to his wife, Esperanza, Next week, on Friday morning, I want you to bake 12 loaves of bread for Hashem, and we'll call them Pan de Dios. And Esperanza says to her husband, Jacopo, what am I baking the bread for Hashem for? Does Hashem eat? And he said, I heard the old rabbi say that Hashem likes special bread for Shabbos. And I know you, Esperanza. You bake better challah than anyone in the whole world. And I want Hashem to have your challahs. So next Erev Shabbos, I'm going to bring some of your challahs to Hashem. And that week, Esperanza, she really put her heart and soul into making those challahs. And even for a challah baker, they were especially good challahs. And she kneaded the dough until it was extra smooth and pliable. And she put all of her good kavanot, all of her good intentions into the dough, along with all the special ingredients. And the whole time she had a feeling, this challah is really something special. And then she baked it on Friday morning and gave it to her husband, Jacobo, who wrapped them up in a beautiful white tablecloth and brought them to the shul. And when he got to the synagogue, he looked around, he wanted to make sure that nobody was there. And he quietly walked over to the Aron Kodesh, to the Holy Ark. And he kissed the parochet, the curtain in the front of the Ark. And he said, Senior Dios, Akadosh Baruch Hu, I'm bringing you 12 challahs that my holy wife Esperanza, the best baker in the world. My holy wife baked them for you, Hashem. And let me tell you, Hashem, I've eaten a lot of bread in my lifetime, but there's no challah like Esperanza's. And so he opens the Aron Kodesh, and he lays the challahs in the Aron Kodesh, closes the door, and he says, Hashem, I hope you enjoy my holy Rebetzin's challah. And tomorrow morning, when they take out the Sefer Torah, I'm going to look inside the Aron Kodesh, 
and I really hope, Hashem, that the chalas will be gone and there won't even be a crumb left inside. And then he kissed the parochet and he says to Hashem, Bueno apetito, beteavon, kadosh baruchu. And then he stepped seven steps back and walked out of the synagogue, very happy, knowing that Hashem would get the best chalas in the whole world. Just as Jacobo walked out of the shul, a few minutes later the shamas came in. When the shamas' job was to clean up the shul and prepare it for Shabbos, and he came in with his broom and he's talking to Hashem, like he does every week, and he said, you know, Hashem, it's been seven weeks already. Seven weeks I cleaned the shul and nobody's paid me. You know, Hashem, the only thing I really want in my life, I want to work for you, Hashem. I don't want another job and I don't want to just be the shamas here. But Hashem, my children are hungry and they need bread. And they really need chalas for Shabbos. And I know, Hashem, you can do miracles. You can make anything happen. You make yesh be'ayin. You make something from nothing. Please, Hashem, make a miracle for me. When I open the Aron Kodesh, the Holy Ark, please let there be chalas so that I can feed my children for the Holy Shabbos. And the Shabbos, he walked over to the Aron Kodesh and he opens the doors and he sees Beautiful, freshly baked challahs, wrapped in a white tablecloth, arranged beautifully. And the shamas, he says, Hashem, I knew it. I knew you were going to do a miracle for me. The master of the world never forgets his creations. And he takes the 12 challahs and they smell beautiful. And when he got home, everyone was excited and they said, Ah, we're starving. He said, No, not yet. We're going to have two challahs for the Shabbos table at night. In the morning after davening, we'll have two more. The third meal, we'll have two more. And then there'll be one challah for each day of the week. And we'll see what happens next week. And the next morning, Jacobo came into shul. And Esperanza went up to the women's section. And they were both waiting for the Torah service to see what happens when the Aron Kodesh is opened. And when they opened the ark, would the challahs be there? Would God have really liked the challahs and eaten every crumb of them? When the rabbi opened the ark, he reached in to take out the Sefer Torah. Jacobo, who had snuck up behind the rabbi, looked in there on Kodesh and saw that the challahs were gone. He said, Baruch Hashem, thank God, the challahs are gone. And he looks up at his wife, Speranza, in the women's section, and he says to her, the challahs are gone. And she says, Oi, Hashem, the challahs are gone. Amazing. And she sat down. Now Esperanza said, Jacobo, for next Friday, I'm making even better chalas. I'm going to get the finest ingredients I can find. And Thursday evening, she started the dough. And Friday morning, she baked them. And they were more delicious than anything she had ever baked. And Jacobo took them and wrapped them up in the tablecloth and took them to shul, opened the Aron Kodesh just like he'd done a week before, put them in, and said, Hashem, enjoy your chalas. And then he walked seven steps and he walked out of the shul. And a few minutes later, the shamas came in and he opened the Aron Kodesh and he saw Hashem did a miracle for him again. And this time the chalas were even more beautiful than the last time. He brought them home and his kids and his wife were so impressed. Hashem was making miracles for their father. And who was their father? He was just a simple Jew who cleaned the shul and didn't even make enough money to feed his family. And here, the children and the wife are looking at their father, the shamis, basically the janitor of the shul. Look at how holy our father is. He asks Hashem for bread. 
And Hashem not only puts bread in the Aron Kodesh for our father, but it's the best bread we ever ate in our entire lives. And let me tell you, the amount of shalom bayit, of peace in the home, that these challahs brought, not just to Jacobo in Esperanza, but to the Shamis and his family, it was incredible. Here, Jacobo and Esperanza, they know they're feeding Hashem. And here, the Shamis is getting the best bread he's ever eaten in the whole world. And 30 years pass. Every Friday, Jacobo brings the challahs to the ark. And every Friday, the Shamis comes and brings them home. His children were raised on these challahs. And Jacobo and Esperanza raised their children knowing that Hashem was consuming Esperanza's challahs. And one day, 30 years later, on Friday morning, as Jacobo is bringing the challahs into the Holy Ark and he prays to Hashem, he says, Señor Dios, Akadosh Baruch Hu, my poor Esperanza, she's getting old. Her fingers are not as good as they used to be for kneading the challahs. And I'm sorry, Hashem, if there's lumps in the challahs. Please send her a full recovery to my holy rabbits in Speranza. And then she'll be able to make the challahs like you like them, Hashem. I know they're not like they used to be, but I hope you like them anyhow. We put some in the Aron Kodesh, she arranges them, the tablecloth, kisses the parochet, takes the seven steps backwards and walks out of the shul. And just as he's leaving the shul, the long hand of the old rabbi, who's now 90 years old, grabbed Jacobo by the neck. And he says to him, what did you just do? And Jacobo looks at the rabbi and he says, what do, you, what do you mean, what did I just do? And the rabbi says, Jacobo, did you just put food in the Aron Kodesh? And Jacobo says, Rabbi, you don't know. For 30 years, I've been bringing Hashem, his pandadios. I've been bringing Hashem, his holy bread. And the rabbi says, what are you crazy? What do you mean you're bringing Hashem his bread? Whoever told you to do that? And he says, Rabbi, you told me to do that. And he says, I did? When did I tell you to do something so stupid as that? He says, Rabbi, 30 years ago you gave a sermon about Pandadios in the Holy Temple. And ever since then, every Friday, I bring God his bread. The rabbi says, Jacobo, what are you crazy? God doesn't eat? Signor Rabino, Jacobo says, you might be a rabbi. And you might know a lot of things better than me. But one thing I do know that you don't seem to know is that Hashem does actually eat chalas. And he doesn't just eat chalas. He eats Esperanza's chalas. And she makes the best challahs in the world. And for 30 years, her challahs have only gotten better and better. And Hashem eats every crumb of them. The rabbi says to him, Jacobo, you're out of your mind. Hashem doesn't eat bread. So Jacobo says, Rabbi, if that's true, how could it be that 30 years have passed and not a single crumb was left on the Aron Kodesh? The rabbi says, well, that's a good point. I think we need to figure this out. You know what? Hashem is just going to do miracles? You think Hashem is doing miracles? And Jacobo is nodding his head and he says, Yes, Hashem does miracles. He does miracles for me and he does miracles for other people. And that's how Hashem runs the world. And the rabbi said, Uh-uh, I don't believe in miracles. I don't believe there's any miracle happening here. Let's hide in the back of the shul and see what happens. You go put your challahs in the ark. And so Jacobo puts the challahs in the ark and he arranges them and covers them with the tablecloth and kisses the parochet. And says, Hashem, Te'avon, here's your challahs, and takes a few steps backwards and goes and hides in the back of the shul with the rabbi. And a few minutes later, the shamus comes walking in. And he goes to the Aron Kodesh and he says, Hashem, I don't know what's going on up there, but something's wrong with the angels. Because lately, the challah's been a little lumpy. 
You know, for 30 years, me and my family have been sustained by the challahs that your angels make, so I'm not complaining. But I just thought you might like to know, Hashem, maybe you can teach the angels how to bake that challah a little better. Because in the old days, it used to be amazing, and it's nothing like it used to be. I'm just saying, Hashem, I'm just saying. But thank you anyhow. And he went to the Aron Kodesh. And he took out the challahs, and he closed the ark, and he takes a few steps back. And he hears the rabbi yelling at him, What are you doing? The shamus freezes in his tracks. He turns around, he sees the old rabbi, and he sees Jacobo. And the rabbi says, What are you doing? You're a sinner. The shamus says, What do you mean I'm a sinner? Because of you, this man, Jacobo, has sinned thinking that God has been eating his chalas for 30 years. He thinks that God eats, and that's a transgression. What do you think you're doing? And the shamus says, listen, Rabbi, you haven't paid me for 30 years. What do you think, I'm volunteer for this work? I came here once when I hadn't been paid for an entire week. And I told Hashem, Shem, I need to get paid. I need to support my family. I need bread for Shabbos. And Hashem had the angels create bread for me. And let me tell you, Rabbi, I never ate bread like this in my entire life. And you probably didn't either, because you never ate bread that was made by angels. But me and my family have been sustained by this bread for 30 years. Hashem makes a miracle for me every single week. But now the shamus understood that the miracle that Hashem had been creating for him wasn't going to happen anymore. He wouldn't find any more challahs in the ark. And Jacoba was crying as well, because he just wanted to do something good for Hashem. And then the rabbi started to cry. And he says, how can such a terrible thing come from my good sermon? I never said that God eats. It goes against everything the Rambam says. God has no body. God doesn't eat. Ugh, what terrible people I have in my congregation. And suddenly, a very holy-looking Jew comes walking into the shul. And the shamus and Jacobo and the rabbi all turn to this angelic-looking Jew. It was Rabbi Chaim Vital, the disciple of the great Kabbalist, Rabbi Yitzchak Loria, the Ari HaKadosh. He came into the synagogue and he says to the three of them, My master, the Ari HaKadosh, wants all three of you to come to his house right now. They all went to the house of the Holy Ari. And the Ari says to the rabbi, Rabbi, I'm sorry to say this to you, but please go home and make sure that everything is in order in your home. Because you are going to leave this world before the Holy Shabbos starts. And the rabbi was so shocked he couldn't speak. And the Ari continued, he said, 30 years ago, you were supposed to die. And do you know why you got 30 more years to live? Because ever since the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, of the Holy Temple, God hasn't seen so much love between two Jews like he had seen in your shul every Friday morning. Hashem would call all the angels together and they would watch the scene of this innocent, simple Jew, Jacobo, coming with Esperanza's chalas and bringing them to Hashem. And then minutes later, the shamus coming and supporting his family with them. And both of them truly believing with all of their heart that Hashem was eating the chalas and that Hashem was giving the chalas. And since it gave Hashem so much pleasure, he told the angel of death, For now, don't bother the rabbi. You let him keep living. And he gave you 30 more years. But because you, rabbi, couldn't believe in miracles, and you insisted that this beautiful act of love was a transgression, Hashem has decided that you've lived your life. Go home 
say goodbye to your family, and we'll bury you before the holy Shabbos. And the rabbi, being a holy man and being an old man, he understood the words of the Ari, and he went home and took care of whatever he needed and laid down in bed, waiting for his soul to leave his body. And then the Ari turns to Jacobo, and he said to him, Now that you know who's been eating your chalas, it's going to be a little bit harder for you and your holy rebbetzin to bake those chalas every week. But I want you to believe with perfect faith that if you bring those chalas directly to the shamis, you will give Hashem even more pleasure than when you brought them into the Aron Kodesh. And he turned to the shamis and he said, My sweetest friend, those chalas truly were made by an angel. The woman that baked those chalas made them for Hashem, and Hashem decided that they would go to you. So keep on believing in miracles, and keep believing that Hashem can do anything. Keep on singing, and keep on dancing, and even if it isn't revealed to you why things are the way that they are, all you have to do is bring your chalas to the Holy Ark, and let Hashem decide who they're going to go to. And sometimes you're the one who receives the chalas. And even though they might be baked by somebody else, know that they're always from Hashem. May we be blessed, my sweetest friends, with the simple faith of these sweet Jews to serve Hashem, knowing that the Creator and the Master of the world can do anything for us. And He's always listening. And He's always looking out for us. Since I shared a well-known story about Amuna, about faith in Hashem, I wanted to share one more short story with you. And here in Israel, it's an unfortunate joke, but we keep having elections again and again. My 17-year-old son, he said to me, Oh, I'm so disappointed. I'm not going to be able to vote on these elections. I told him, just wait six months. There'll be another one. It's not the Shem, there won't be. We'll have a stable government for four years. Amen. Amen, Bezat Hashem. In the year 5749, which was 1989, there were critical elections being held in Eretz Yisrael, here in the Holy Land. And the Lubavitcher Rebbe said it was very important for one side to win. And many Hasidim in Eretz Yisrael were campaigning that people should vote for that party. And some even went so far as to promise blessings to those who would. So there was a certain couple from Meir Sharim. They'd been married for many years, and they didn't have any children. And they would go every night to the Kotel and say to Hillam, davening and beseeching Hashem to please give them children. They did it for years, every night. And one day, the wife was home all alone, and someone knocked on the door. And she answers, and it's somebody campaigning on behalf of the Rebbe, who asked people to vote for a certain party. And she said, okay, thank you very much. And the guy said, no, 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 wait a minute. I promise you that if you vote for the party that the Rebbe said, you'll get all kinds of blessings. She was very excited. And when her husband came home, she said to him, listen to what happened. There was a shaliach of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and he came to our apartment. And he said, if we vote for this party, that the Rebbe will bless us. And the husband said, we don't vote. We don't believe in the state. We don't participate in elections. And she said, but the Rebbe promised. He said, nope, not going to vote. But eventually, as I'm sure many husbands have experienced, the husband went to vote. They made a special effort so that nobody would see them. And they snuck out and they voted. And many months passed. 
And the couple, who all they wanted was children, were not blessed with children. The wife wasn't pregnant. And the husband said to his wife, you know, we went against what our group of Hasidim believes in, and we voted in that election, which we would never have done, because you said that the Rebbe was going to bless us with children. And for that, I was willing to go against my principles. But you're not pregnant. It was just some fool that came to our house and lied to us. How could we have fallen for that? So the wife said, you know what? Let's send a letter to the Lubavitcher Rebbe, tell him what we did, and ask him for a bracha. They sent the letter off, and a few weeks later they got an answer from the Rebbe. And the Rebbe said he had never promised any blessing in any way related to the elections. And whatever that person promised them simply wasn't true. However, in the merit of their emunat chachamim, their faith in the holy tzaddikim, the Rebbe said that he would ask Hashem to bless them with children in the merit of their amuna, And sure enough, the wife became pregnant and merited to have many children. That's how you do it, my sweetest friends. That's amuna. It's not always easy, but it's always there. Thank you so much for listening. As always, my sweetest friends, please continue sharing and leaving me feedback. I want to thank the Beecroft family for their very kind contribution. May you and your family be blessed with Parnasa and Shalom Bayit and health and Chassid Shanachas and everyone who listens to this podcast as well and all the contributors. Thank you so much for your support, your words of encouragement and your financial contributions. Thank you for listening. And thank you for sharing. And I look forward, really, I look forward to our next story together. Zai gesund, my sweetest friends. Zai gesund.